Welcome to Sales Explosion with your host, Jenny Cartwright. Don't get hung up, telesales work. This is SME Radio, powered by Eagle Waves Radio and broadcasting from Vivo Cafe, Sydney. Welcome to SME Radio. You're listening to Sales Explosion with one of our brand new hosts, Jenny Cartwright. Jenny's from a company called Telesales Training, sales and telesales solutions. And of course, if you'd like to get any further information about Jenny, you should jump onto her website, which is telesalestraining.com.au. Hi, Jenny. Hi, Angela. Why don't you tell us a little bit about you, your experience and your business? Well, I've been in sales and marketing now for over 30 years. And so I've got an enormous amount of experience in what works in sales and what works in marketing. Actually, the two work together. And uh, I have been in face-to-face sales for 12 years in senior management roles and I've traveled the world selling holidays and I've spent six years as national sales manager of a hotel chain. And then after that, I went into my own business um, to teach people a skill that they didn't really know how to do, I found in my experience, and that was telemarketing. And I got my own experience in telemarketing from promoting Anthony Robbins, Tom Hopkins, Jim Rowan, all the greats from the States. I was making 100 calls a day and I'm getting fantastic results. And so I got really curious about that subject and thought about how people could get better results from telemarketing, which is such an important part of the sales and marketing process. But it is under, underrated. It's not, it doesn't appear to be cool. It's no, it's not cool because it's actually quite challenging to do. So you have to learn how to do it. And once you learn the skills, you have the confidence to do it. Because it's, in, it's incredibly difficult picking up the phone and cold calling someone for an end goal of selling something, which is what the telemarketer has to do, and encountering all of those challenges on the other end of the phone. It, it does take a professional Yes, so I've actually studied the subject now for over 20 years and I I wrote the book Don't Get Hung Up and then I was invited to write for Secrets of Top Sales Professionals and so that's been the backbone of my own business but of course that's also involved consulting for companies in the area of sales and marketing, coaching people one-on-one and I've also been uh, training in-house from small companies with teams of 10 people to large companies as well. I actually love the small ones because actually the small ones are usually people with, who, are, who really want to learn, who really want to get ahead in life. And so they really want to be in that training room. I find when I do in-house training that there are only 50% of people who actually want to be there. So that's much more of a challenge. So small to medium biz for me is, has really been my target market and that's the one that I seem to attract. Do you think we're hungrier? Do you think small business is, is hungrier to make that sale because our livelihoods depend on it so we have a different motivation and that generates that urge to make sure they, they get a deal and close the sale on the phone? And do you think that, that larger companies, that's it's kind of diluted insofar as it's a job, yeah, I'll make the calls, but you know, if I don't get the sale, it doesn't matter? You're absolutely right. <laughs> So the, the, the motivation is different for small business to do it and then now we've got to get it right. So yep. we've got to have the right skills. And that would be something that would differentiate us from big business too, give us the edge, That's make it right. more personal. So you know, one of my biggest values is, is achieving and there's no good people doing a job unless they can achieve. So 
Um, those are the sort of people that I attract, the ones who really want to get ahead and the ones who are already probably good at what they're doing and they just want to get even better. So in my experience of 20 years in my business, obviously I've done a lot of work on myself and on my business to be able to get better and better as I've gone along. And so I've learned an enormous amount. And so what I love to do is to share my tips with other small businesses and, and really help them get along with their sales and marketing. So you're going to share some of your secrets on how to have a real sales explosion in your business via marketing and telesales. That's what I really want to do. Yeah, and that's and that's what we need because small business now, there's so many more of us getting into the small business area. There's strong data to show that every year small business owners, that growth is rising. Um, the skills are not going with that and we really need to hone those down and get some more education in those areas, making sure that we are the best we can be because clearly the internet and the NBN is making us reach even further even though we are small businesses our reach and our audience is much greater than it's ever been so we've we've got to get it right um jenny with your experience running your own business for 20 years and i'm and i'm sure that they've been um 20 of the most solid in telesales and marketing because um 15 years ago it was a different business playing field and if you didn't have the phone you didn't have a business Uh, what are some of the things small businesses could do to create a better first impression Well, let's start with websites. It absolutely amazes me that people don't put their phone number clearly at the top of the website. Maybe phones aren't important to them because they're the younger generation. However, there is a large generation of older people who still like to use the phone for customer service. So they want to be able to find the phone right at the top of the website. And it's diabolical how some website designers put contact info on the bottom of the home page in a corner buried underneath something. Well, in a lot of cases, they don't even put the phone number on the contact page. They don't even bother. (laughs) They have a web form which you fill out and then no one responds to it for three to seven days. Um, That's even worse. So you can't get, if you want something to happen, you want to pick up a phone and ask, say, for a seminar room or something like that, then you really want to be talking you really really want to be able to just pick that phone up and um and ask some for for a seminar room if you want one now websites i learned this only the other day that you can claim a free google listing so you can make your search online look fantastic instead of having just your company and your website address go and claim your google listing so you go and um it's you Google your business listening and then you can add pictures and products and a one-page description of what you do for free on Google. And it makes you look much bigger than you currently are. So claim your Google for business listing by just Googling it and looking how you get that. It is amazing how other people have appeared by using that service. It's free advertising on Google. Now, the other thing is, the phone is still so important. How is your phone answered in your office? Do you have some boring, dull person picking up a phone saying, Hi, Johnson Services, and that's it, in a dull, boring voice? Or do you have someone with energy who says, Good morning, Johnson Services. This is Susan speaking. How may I help you? Don't you want that energy to come across when someone goes and calls your company? And how's your voicemail message? 
Your energy has to be really good on the, on the voicemail, anticipating that you are really able to help them. And I always suggest that for people answering the phone for, for inbound inquiries, that they actually are given a script for questions to ask the customer rather than just giving a price over the phone and, and really just know how to convert that inquiry into a sale. So people who are on the front line of your business need to have real energy, real intelligence, how to ask questions and convert to a sale. They're the front shop window of your business and they really need to be the people with energy. Now, when people send um, emails to request information, get back to them quickly. They're going to have forgotten you if you don't get back to them quickly. For example, if I'm looking for a seminar room, I'm looking for a seminar room that afternoon. Someone rings me back four days later, it's gone, I'm finished, I've already done my business. Now how's your business card? Do you have a picture on it? Do you have a QR code so people can scan that code into the phone? Do you um, have a mission statement on your business card so people know what you can do for them? It's very important that you make that first impression even on your business card. And how are your social media pages? You know, LinkedIn, are you giving people a CV of what you've done? On LinkedIn, your summary should have everything that you currently do and what you are wanting to do. So people have a vision of who you are, what you want to do. On your Facebook page, do you have a Facebook page and a business page? If you're in business, please have a business page separate to your personal Facebook pages. So you don't want all to of see all your family photos <laughs> and on your, your and, business and, page. And all sorts of things that your pets do. Um, so Jenny, what you're saying is part of a first impression, a good first impression, is making sure that all the details of your business where people are going to have a first look mm-hmm. or a first touch point, they need to meet the standards of excellence and best practice. So get your phone on your website somewhere that's visible Make sure that the phone, the person who's answering the phone has that energy. Mm-hmm. Make sure that if people do email you, that you get back to them as fast as possible because time is of the essence. Otherwise, you could lose that sale and that business in the future way. And make sure that anywhere that you are online, you or your business is covered and that you have all the information there for people to find out who you are, what you do and how to get to you. That's right. So first impressions count. (laughs) First impressions really count. First impressions count everywhere. That's great. Thank you very much, Jenny. Um, This has been the first show of Sales Explosion uh, with Jenny Cartwright. Hope you enjoyed it. Stick around. We've got another episode coming up soon. SME Radio is backed by the power of the SME Association and its 30,000 strong national membership. For more information on the association and to become a member, please go to www.smea.org.au. listening to SME Radio. This is a shameless plug for an advertiser, sponsor or partner. If you want your business name here and to reach our more than 33,000 members right across Australia, then give us a call. You can reach us via the website smeradio.com.au. Thanks for listening.
Welcome to SME Radio. You're listening to Sales Explosion with Jenny Cartwright, Sales and Telesales Solutions. Hi, Jenny. Hi, Angela. Welcome back to another great episode of sharing secrets and tips with our small business owners because they really need to understand that there are professional ways of delivering and wrapping up um, a sale on the phone. And you know that from all of your years of experience in the telesales world. Now, tell me, is it something that you just walk over, pick up the phone and just make a sale and it happens? Is there a magic fairy dust that gets sprinkled over the phone and it just converts? No, there's a whole process to that. You mean you've got to learn? <laughs> you've got to learn. It's a skill? A lot of people just shuck out whatever comes out of their mouth and say, okay, would you like to buy? And there's a whole process of building rapport. Wouldn't it be great if it was that simple? Now, yeah. um, you know that um, by trade and by day I'm a cafe owner and people always ask me, do I judge when I go into other cafes or restaurants? Now, it doesn't matter what I do or don't do, but do you judge when you pick up the phone to reach someone for something that you want and if you hear that they aren't as professional, do you feel inclined to give them advice? I do, but um, often... Do you hold back? (laughs) (laughs) I I try to do what my children tell me to do and that's only give advice when I'm asked. (laughs) In many cases I want to, but in many cases I don't. It's tempting, isn't it? Especially when you can hear the whole thing falling apart. That's right. um, And you're being persistent in, I really need to get what I want. And even though this person has no idea of how to make a sale, I'm going to give it to them anyway. That's right. Some, sometimes the need for the product far outweighs the judgment of the of the quality on the call. Um, now, if you if if people could think of one action, or if you could think of one action that you've done consistently that has made you sales, what would it be? I would say immediately the follow up. When I was promoting the big speakers like Tom Hopkins and Anthony Robbins and making a hundred calls a day, um, I was with a team of nine people. And I consistently got top salesperson every month. And I say that not to brag, but I started to look at why that was. Because what our process was is to call someone, interest them in what we had. In my case, it was coming to a seminar. And then we would mail out some information and then we would follow up three days later. Well, the thing was, I followed up, but the other nine people didn't. So I got 25% response rate from following up. And their response rate from just mailing out and not following up was 1%. Now today, it would be about half a percent if you didn't follow up and you just mailed something. It's absolutely ridiculous that you, um, that you don't follow up. That's just dumb blind luck, isn't it? That half percent follow up. Yeah, it's like when you, well, you can, it's the difference between 25% and half percent. So. Um, If you don't follow up, you're leaving thousands of dollars on the table. Now, there are all sorts of things that you can follow up. I mean, quotes, for example. You must, 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 if you've gone to all the trouble of doing a quote, you must follow that quote up. And when you follow up, you don't do what I call the postal inspector check. Did you get the quote? Because we never start calls with closed questions. It It would be... Um, I sent you the quote last week, what did you think about it? And you ask an open-ended question beginning with what, why, where, when, which, how, who, and get into a conversation with that person. So we can follow up quotes meticulously. We can follow up 
mail outs and information that we sent. And again, you don't start your call, did you get the information I sent? Because invariably they'll say no, and I haven't looked at it. <laughs> so we can follow up. Um, we can follow up everything we sent out, and we say, well, I sent you some information last week. What did you? What specifically interested you in that information? Now, other things we can follow up are sales that we've made. And people say, why would you follow up? We don't have time to do that. That's usually the, the, the thing people say. Well, it's important to find time to do that because when you call someone after you've made a sale, you can find out whether they're happy or not. And if they're not, they're going to tell 40 other people. And if, they, if they're not, you can also rec rectify it. So when you follow up your, your sales, you can also ask for referrals if they're happy. And that gives you the next person to call. So we can also call inactive customers. Do you know, every year I call all the people that um, I've done quotes for. At the beginning of the year, I call the quote, all the people I did quotes for and they never ever did anything with me. And I can tell you now that I, I convert 25% of them into doing something. Most people didn't do anything or go with anyone else anyway. And you find that out and they say, oh, okay, yes, it's time to do something now. So don't take it personal when, when people don't necessarily get back to you or if a quote doesn't convert immediately. It's a database effectively and you should get back to them and use your golden rule of follow-up because it can convert later. Yeah, well, you might follow up some, somebody, but you might follow up a quote and they don't want it now, but they might want it later down the track. And the more that you stay in front of your customers and the more actually follow-up shows that you care. You know, a lot of people say, oh, I don't like following up because that's where the rejection comes in and they're going to say no and then where do I go with that? So, yes, but sales is all about rejection. We're going to get, going to get far more rejection than we're going to get far more no's than we're going to get yeses. So on your follow-up, you should aim to convert 25% of people. Now, even hire a company to do that if you don't want to do it yourself, but at least have that in your sales marketing mix. The follow-up is absolutely vital. Now, if you go to a trade show, you can follow up all the leads you get from, um, at a trade show. And I can't tell you how many people never follow me up. Like, for example, if I, um, I've just been inquiring about a ski holiday for next year. And this person came through with a, an enormous quote, must have taken ages. Do you think I've ever had a phone call to ask me if I'm going to buy? So they've put all that solid work into preparing a quote for you and uh, then just kind of press send and then did nothing. Right. But I asked for another quote from another company. They got back to me within a day. I'm now going with them. So if the, other person, the first person ever rings me back, the event's been and gone. <laughs> now, I did one-on-one -on -one coaching um, with, with, with several business owners who were wanting some coaching on on coaching help on when come when they get a web inquiry what should they do how long after the web inquiry should they give p people a call well as you probably realize not a lot of people don't even bother to reply to web inquiries i've filled out lots of web forms and never got a reply but um it, with companies that i've coached on this We've actually done an experiment and we found that the best time to call is half an hour after the web inquiry has been made. 
So get on to it, pounce on it straight away before people start looking for other people. So follow-up is absolutely vital. And so we can also call our existing customers on a regular basis. We don't always have to call them. We can use a marketing mix and email them or we can send them invitations to things. But we need to be following up our existing customers, not always asking them to buy. We want, as one of my um, colleagues says, Mal Emery, he says, you want to be an invited guest, not an unwanted pest. So when you follow up existing customers, you want to be having something of value for them, not always asking them if they want to buy anything else. So you could... Um, you could send them some information that might be of interest. You could have spoken to them and, and, on, and had a discussion about their little boy going to school and you found some information on tips for starting school and you were going to send it to him. So make it, make it personal. Yeah, make absolutely it personal. personal. It, doesn't, it doesn't always have to be about money, but it has to be about building the rapport of the relationship. So you've got that um, contact and that connection so that when you are pursuing the sales part of the relationship... That's um, right. You're more favoured. Yeah. You're more favoured because you need an edge, right? Absolutely. And everybody likes it personal. It's when you remember when your name's remembered when you go into a bar or a restaurant or a cafe, That's and they right. already know what you drink. You feel special. That's exactly right. And and everybody does want to feel special. Now, if people want to get some more information about you or your business, they can go to your website, which is telesalestraining.com.au. That's right. And the golden rule today, and our big tip. The number one rule from Jenny Cartwright, our sales and telesales solutions expert, is follow-up. Follow-up on your quotes, follow-up any information that's been mailed out or sent out. And even if it's further down the track, remember those customers that you've sent quotes or information to because they can be conversion later on. And more importantly, your existing customers, don't forget to show them some love. Thanks very much, Jenny. Thanks, Angela. This is SME Radio, powered by Eagleways Radio and broadcasting from Vivo Cafe, Sydney. Want to reach more small business owners? We can help. Advertise with us and connect with more than 30,000 SMEs across Australia. smeradio.com.au.